one. What is your name, please? My name is Ed Edwards. Number two. My name is Ed Edwards. Number three. My name is Ed Edwards. And here is the extraordinary story of Ed Edwards. I think you'll find it profitable. It says, I, Ed Edwards, was once on the FBI's list of the 10 most wanted criminals in America. Now I am a respected citizen in my community. Here's the story of my dramatic turnabout. As a young boy, I felt that the only way I could gain any recognition was to steal. Eventually, I committed armed robberies, impersonated a federal officer, and was sought for questioning about a double murder. I spent time in the federal penitentiaries in Leavenworth and Lewisburg. It was at the latter prison that I started vocational training and very slowly began to realize that I could still be somebody and return to my rightful and legal place in society. There is a tremendous need for communication between parents and their children. I stress this point in my book, which is titled Metamorphosis of a Criminal, signed Ed Edwards. <laughs> and Gene Rayburn will go down to you for starters. If you are new to true crime, you probably suffer from the idealized sense of justice. Don't worry, I did too. What I mean is growing up, my conceptual reality was that if you do something wrong, you'll go to jail. Simple as that. Now that I'm older, my glasses aren't as rosy. See, justice is always blocked by technicalities. For example, despite it being so obvious that he did kill those people, the lack of evidence makes it impossible to arrest him. State lines, tired cops, etc. are many examples on how a criminal goes free. The only scary bit is that criminal may be a killer. Edward Wayne Edwards was described as the most prolific serial killer of all time. However, I bet you never heard of him. I sure didn't. Sometimes notoriety and skill don't really go hand in hand. You can definitely create history, sit back and watch it as it celebrates life without you. Life is erratic. It really can create a celebrity fiend on one hand and mask the realistic monster on the other. Let me tell you his story. So sit back. Relax and enjoy this Halloween mini horror. Hello? Welcome. This is Fleas of the Two Cities. Oh, I'm so excited. Even though traumatic at any age, Ed Edwards watched the shocking moment of his parental guidance, his mother, shoot herself in the stomach and perish. After being sent to an orphanage, Edwards confessed that he was constantly abused physically and emotionally throughout his younger years. He contributed a lot of his pain and suffering to his criminal behavior. After eight years of constant abuse, he was sent to reform school in Pennsylvania where he stayed for two years before returning to Akron to become a burglar. He was eventually caught and sent to juvenile detention, but then left through their Marines program. 
While stationed at Camp Lejeune in Jacksonville, North Carolina, Edwards went AWOL and was dishonorably discharged. Edwards spent most of his 20s and 30s traveling the U.S. doing odd jobs, as well as petty crimes. In 1952, Edwards stole a car, got arrested, and was sent to federal reformatory. Eventually, he was let go, but ended up in jail again for another meaningless crime. During that time, Edwards Shawshank redeemed himself and escaped the jail. He fled to Portland, Oregon, where he continued his petty crimes. He got arrested again in Montana and escaped again in 1960. However, during that time, he was being questioned for the local murders of couple Larry Payton and Beverly Allen. On November 10th, 1961, Edward Wayne Edwards was added to FBI's 10 Most Wanted list. While in jail, Edwards met a prison guard that truly spoke to him. He then became an inspirational speaker, which in turn led him to his wife. In 1972, he wrote an autobiography called The Metamorphosis of a Criminal, The True Life Story of Ed Edwards, in which he described his criminal life, the reasons for becoming one. The same year, he also appeared on To Tell the Truth and What's My Line. On August 8, 1977, 21-year-old William Lavaco and 18-year-old Junie Straub were found dead shot in the neck with a shotgun at point-blank range in Norton, Ohio. In the 1980s, while Edwards was working in Wisconsin as a handyman, Timothy Hack and Kelly Drew mysteriously disappeared. Drew was later found strangled to death, and Hack was found repeatedly stabbed. During that time, Edwards was being pursued for the murder of both Hack and Drew, but was eventually let off. In 1996, Edwards murdered his 25-year-old foster son, Danny Boy Edwards, for the $250,000 life insurance placed under his name. Danny Boy, a soldier in the U.S. Army, was shot twice in the face, killing him. He was then left in a shallow grave, ultimately later being discovered by a hunter. Edwards was questioned, but no charges were filed. Similar to the recent Golden State Killer case, Edwards' conviction was established through means of DNA testing. Actually, Edwards' daughter, April Belasco, tipped off the police about his possible involvement. Edwards confessed to the 1996 murder of his son, Danny Boy Edwards. Edwards was sentenced to death for his crime in March 2011, but died in prison of natural causes a month later. John A. Cameron believed that Edwards had connections to other multiple unsolved murders, including Black Dahlia, John Benet Ramsey, Lacey Peterson, and others. Some investigators have noted that Edwards was living in Northern California during the Zodiac Killer's murders. He did closely match the Zodiac Killer's description, although others dispute that claim. Edwards' daughter told People... Edwards had a dark side. He verbally and physically abused his mother, Kay, and made the children watch videos about the Zodiac Killer, usually ending the night by screaming. That's not how it happened. Stay tuned for our Halloween serial killer horror of minis. The tales are historically intriguing and handpicked by both Nikki and I. 
If you would like to reach out to us, you can do so on our Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and email at Tales of the Number Two Cities Podcast at gmail.com. Please check out our merch store. We'll be adding more serial killer merch throughout the month of October. You can also check out our Patreon. I produce many episodes on California urban legends that you could purchase for a one-time fee of $5. And as always, thank you so much for listening.